This is Trash Talk with your host, Garrett the Trash Man. What is up, everybody? You are listening to Trash Talk. I'm your host, Garrett the Trash Man. We burnt a lot of time figuring oh, some things out. So this is going to be a pretty quick episode. Yep. All right, dude. You ready to rant? I'm ready to rant. Let's hear it. Okay, I've been listening to the good old autobiography of the one and only Theodore Roosevelt. What an absolute stud. Oh, my gosh. What that guy accomplished by the time he was, like, 24 years old was like, oh, my, Atlanta. And, like, I just got, I think he's 31 right now. And I'm like, that is freaking insane. He just, he was a go-getter, dude. And, like, literally the guy's 30 years old walking past the White House. And he's like, yeah, I think I'd be president. That'd be pretty cool. Like, it's pretty, um, that's pretty high ambition for a 30-year-old guy. But when you'd accomplished what he'd accomplished by the age of 30, it's like, Oh, that's what, like, it's not a surprise. Like, if you go through the autobiography with him and you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's not a surprise that he's already thinking that. Like, I'm going to have to give that a lesson. And you know what's funny about this is I actually heard a story about him this weekend. And I just thought, so the guy said it while we were hiking the Grand Canyon. And so I spent probably three hours with that on my mind, just thinking about, like, all the opportunity there is in life and like just like why am I ever tired there's so much there's so much I want to be so much I want to go do like there's just so much to grab I don't know why or how I'm ever sitting around like twiddling mm-hmm. my thumbs but somehow somehow some way sometimes I find myself doing that mm-hmm. but uh guys like that that just don't are so inspiring yeah well and, and what I'm getting at is like his way of being was it's just like so inspiring to me. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I learn really well from people's like stories, mm-hmm. like the story of their lives. Like that is something that's really big for me. Like, you know, you guys know I'm a huge fan of John Huntsman. Like I love to listen. I've, I've listened to his autobiography probably seven or eight times now. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this, this, this Theodore Roosevelt one is pretty freaking awesome. Now, be warned, it's like 26 hours long. That's what I'm talking about, I mean, though. <laughs> Those ones that can just be the constant for the drives for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go a couple books in between when you feel like it, but you always got that to go back to. Yeah, dude. And, but the thing is, is I'm like, I think I'm like eight or nine hours into it. Mm-hmm. Not bored at all. Well, you know you got a full life when your autobiography takes 26 hours to tell. Yeah, seriously. Because they're grabbing high, highlights. Yeah. And and we're not even close to his presidency. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, so anyways, what I'm getting at is like, it is so inspiring, at least for me, to learn about like inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Like it just, and, and one of the biggest things is like, it'll tell about like some of his thoughts. He, he, he journaled every day from like the time he could write. I used to do that and I, I, I intend to get back to that. And and it's just like incredible. Like since like a little kid, detailed journals and like what he saw, what he did, his thoughts, experience, which is like phenomenal. Heck, I barely know what I was thinking as like a 22-year-old dude, you yeah. know? Like his level of consciousness was incredible. But what I love about it is 
I love listening to people's like that people like that, you know, inspiring people that changed the world in some way that, that made the world a, a better place. I love listening to their thoughts because then it helps me understand myself better. Mm. Because I'll like have had thoughts that I've had my whole life but maybe never really expressed or understood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like certain tendencies of like, man, I always want to do these kind of things. And then you listen to someone like Theodore Roosevelt or John Huntsman or someone who's, who made a mark in history. And you hear something and you can relate to that in some way. And it helps me understand more about myself of like, oh, okay. Like I understand a little bit more of how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. Of my, my personality, my character, the way I am, the way I want to be. And so that's been very useful to me. So anyways, that's that's my usefulness of learning about people that have made a big impact in the world is is it really helps me understand myself more. Plus, it's just so inspiring to just understand what those people did in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all goes back to how special it is to be with someone that is committed. Yeah. And uh, I think about that a lot in my company of like – are, is everyone experiencing me as committed? Am I showing up committed? Or is it uh, me, mm, him, Han? So, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Love it. Yeah, good old Teddy L-O-V-E Roosevelt. it. Dude, so on my ramp, I just wanted to share something. So I, I went and did the Grand Canyon um, this last weekend. Rim to rim, it was probably about 30 miles, about 7,000 feet of down and up in elevation. We good, fun. Yeah, it was a good solid hike. I'm actually like I was not sore at all from it. I was actually very impressed with my physical condition about it. I will toot my own horn on that. <laughs> it was not tough at all. Yeah. Um I was really happy about that. Um and I did the work to have it that way. Um which that's not where I was going with the ramp, but because I'm here I'll go that way. Like I, I did the work to have it that way. I hired a coach and we made a plan. We executed the plan, and I held a discipline around it. I was committed, and, like, the experience I wanted was the experience I had. And that's just a little micro thing. It's like, man, that's all you got to do in life is be clear on what you want. Like, build the build the plan around it, execute the plan, and you got it. Like, it's uh, it's really not as complicated as sometimes it feels. But uh, anyway, the group of guys I went with was a really cool group of guys. I knew some of them. Um, had a relationship with some. Was familiar with some and then I didn't know a couple of them didn't know them at all never met them until we got there um, but a very cool group of guys one a couple things that stuck out to me is it was a diverse group of guys um, you know everything seems to polit- political views seem to kind of creep into everything everywhere and that was something that I noticed that was just interesting fun for me was about half the group of guys absolutely did not agree with me politically at all like in so much of an extreme that one of them is moving out of the United States because of who the president is like legitimately moving. Wow. Um, and it was, it was good to be in a group with that and have conversation. And um, because of the foundation that we all had, it was fine that like we were all totally cool with everyone. Not, not all being exactly in, in alignment with the same thing. And, got to hear out what they thought and I thought their experience and their thoughts of things were interesting. Um, and that was all, all good. And then, uh, the other thing that I just thought was so cool and I intend to do this more, 
you know, the amount of income you have in your life, I don't think is specifically what success is. But these group, this group of men, um, I've experienced of them, experienced them that a lot of them have a lot of success in a lot of domains of their life, and money is one of them. And I really enjoyed being in a group where, you know, we didn't all share our personal income statements, but I would gamble a lot that I was absolutely the the uh, least wealthy one of the group, and. Uh, you know, it just got me thinking about who you surround yourself with and how useful it is to surround with yourself with people that level up. Yep. Um, it's not anything new that people have heard, haven't ever heard before, but people still continue to surround themselves with people that don't lift them up yep. um, in one way or another. You know, maybe you, you do have a buddy that doesn't kill it financially, but maybe he lifts you up in another way. Yeah, Maybe he's very committed to, you know, his kids or... His health. Or His health. Yeah, whatever. Um, so it's not like it's just one path. Oh, just be around rich people and you'll be better. That's not what I'm saying. But be intentional about who you surround yourself with. Because there are people that are just looking to pull people down or aren't consciously, but just pull everyone that they're around down. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can't spend an amount of time to try to, you know, be a good influence to those people either. But be conscious of it because it's not worth getting pulled down by them. Yeah. So... Anyway, that was just some of my thoughts on the hike um, and the group of guys because that was what stood out to me actually more than the hike. The Grand Canyon's cool and all. I'll probably go do it again. But uh, um, the company was better. The company was better, yeah. And it's it's funny, like for me, like going out and like seeing these things isn't what is exciting for me. It's the challenge that's exciting for me. Yeah. I was actually a little disappointed because I was hoping to get to that point in the hike where it was like. I don't know if I can finish this. Like, how, like I've got to, like, I, I've got no other choice to finish this and really get to that pain cave in that deep place. And rim to rim wasn't enough. Maybe I'll have to try to rim to rim to rim. I've never actually done rim to rim. I've done down and out um, before. I think I've done it twice, actually. Um, but I've never done rim to rim. And in my opinion, if you can go down and out, it's probably basically the same thing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, around rim to rim but like down and out I think would rim to rim might be easier because you're not having to backtrack what you just came in so just uh, gotta that's you (coughs) COVID (laughs) (laughs) the corona he's got the plague (laughs) alright dude well that's what I got to rent about I like your rant. There was like 20 different things. I kind of just told the story there. Dude, I'm <laughs> glad you enjoyed your hike. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I do have a little bit of foot pain today, but that's it. So, mm-hmm. Not even a blister, dude. Wow. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. I need to get me some new hiking boots, by the way. I got some hookahs. Ooh. They're not really boots, but they are kind of higher top. But they got that fat sole. And they almost look like shape-ups. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like these look like freaking shape ups, but whatever. I'm dad life. Don't care. Not going for style. <laughs> comfort. My my style is comfort. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, dude. So we couldn't decide what to talk about, and I thought, well, let me just uh, pick John's brain with some things that are going on, um, especially because you're you're fresh from the Create Powerful course, mm-hmm. and here's something that I lately have realized I haven't been doing a 
great job on. Um, there's a lot of leaders. Um, you know, I, I've got quite a few managers here, four or five of them. And what I've noticed in myself is not being as direct as I could be. Mm-hmm. Or in an attempt to hear the other side out, I'm I end up out of alignment because I don't like clearly communicate what I want to see happen. Mm-hmm. And so in an effort to get a agreement set in place, I find myself like really backing off and not being as clear as I want to be, where it seems like to me it would be a lot easier to just be like, listen, this this is how I want it. Make it happen. Um, and I'm open to the idea that there's a big portion that plays of I want that person to like me, and that's what has me um, not like being clear. But basically, I guess to to really get in, like get to it, is I feel like I'm really one side or the other, where it's like I'm a total dick, and it's just like get this freaking done. I'm sick of the excuses. I'm sick of this or that or your petty shit that you're bringing to me. Mm-hmm. I want it done this way. Get it handled. We're not going to play out like we've got bigger things to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm just listening and listening. And okay, I can understand that. And okay, and okay, and we never get anywhere. Um, and wondering if you've ever ran into that and or from outside perspective, um, like w- what do you see there in what I've said? What I see is for, I guess I'll share an experience of my own that that, that, that makes me think of. Um, we just hired someone to care for an individual, and it was in a circumstance that typically we would not have hired this person, but due to requests from the family of the person that they're going to care for, we looked into it and we worked up a deal that works for everybody initially. And we'll see where it goes. You know, we just started it this week. But this person came into the business relationship uh, and for me created a very non-committed, um, uh, a very non-committed experience mm-hmm. of, you know, I said, okay, great, you know, we'll, we'll look into this, you know, here's an application, get it turned in, we'll get you in, we'll, get, we'll take you through the hiring process and we'll see where it goes. You know, and it takes her three weeks to get her her application in and then another two weeks to do an interview and then another two weeks to get her paperwork in and um, <clears throat> finally I just called her when she, we still hadn't got the paperwork back and I just hey listen like so far I've experienced this is you know there, there's just no commitment here like that's my experience over here I have no idea if that's your intention but like I'm experiencing this as, as like a very non-committal, like could care less type deal um, on your end. And if that's fine, like, hey, listen, like, let's save me and you time, hassle, any hard feelings that could be created. Like, let's just not do this if, if you know, that's what you're feeling right now. Because, listen, I don't like want to work with someone that's not committed and doesn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. keep keep the agreement that we've we've set up. So I set up an agreement. I said, listen, like. You told me that you could have our, your paperwork to me by next week. That doesn't work for me. I need it. You know, we, we, we need to have it by this day, at least by this time. You know, can that can you make that happen? And 
And it was just incredible, the reaction I got from her. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't really mean to do that. Um, yeah, I can make that happen. And I says, listen, like, you know, you may think you can only do this one way. Like, I don't care how you do it. I just need it to get done. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, and so one, I, I communicated, like, the experience that they were creating. And two, is like, hey, listen, like, I don't care how it gets done. I just need it to get done. Like, I don't need to hear anything around it. Like, just, you know, just, just make it happen by the time that we need it done by. And, and then I, I actually, and, and I felt like I was, like, talking to a kid almost. But I made her, word for word, repeat the agreement back to me. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It happened. Like, very simply put, just boom, it happened. What was needed to be done was done. So then next time... You know, there was something slightly that, that was done incorrectly. Made another agreement around making sure that that got done correctly in the time frame that we needed it to happen. Boom, it was done. So I'm not saying this is like a solve-all, but like my experience was just like one, just saying, hey, listen, like we know that like, like I know how I want this to work. And, and, and you know, if I've miscommunicated that, like, hey, yeah. I'm going to clean that up. And then, like, let's make an agreement of how it needs to happen. And, like, it, it was just so nice, like, when I really got to the point of, like, hey, this isn't working and this is what works for me. And, like, as clearly and plainly as I could put it, with just nothing around it, just as clean as I could put it, man, it was an incredible, like, um, like result that, yeah. that it created. Yeah, you overall. produced what you wanted. So where that leads me is there's two things that come into my mind that I wonder about, and it's right down the same path that I've been struggling with, um, and it ties in a couple things. So you were in the course um, where Bryce shared with Brandon, like, hey, I think you're kind of a dick, and I think this will serve what I've my question here because I've got two two situations, one that I did, and then one that I've been like, how do I how do I handle this? My question is, is it is in is there value to the explanation when I want to take into account that I look to continue working with this person, I want to have a good working relationship, and or like does the explanation never matter? Um, so I'll share these two situations: the one I did something, the one I haven't. So, and they're small things. But the little things where I'm like a life full of like just stuff cleaned up looks like me handling these things. So one of them is around water bottles that get purchased for the office. Water bottles are not that expensive. But a couple of years ago we purchased a fridge that dispensed water so that um, people could get water. My new assistant, um, I have I've instructed her though to buy water bottles. So there's water bottles here in a fridge, a separate fridge that we have for management as we're running around town doing what we do, that there's, they can grab a water bottle, a small convenience for them to grab a water bottle and be on their road and be going and doing what they do. Anyway, my assistant, um, would start filling the, the office fridge full of the water bottles and buying not water bottles for the office fridge. And so I went to her and, um, told her, hey, I don't want you to buy water bottles for the office, just for upstairs. And I spent probably five minutes explaining sort of what I just did with you. 
I explained it. This is why, yada, yada. And it really, and then she kind of, oh, well, this and this. And it was kind of a, a little bit more of a conversation than I thought it really needed to be. And I wondered of like, okay, what is more powerful here to produce? Like, to either way, the water bottle stopped being bought was done. There was mm-hmm. no problem. It just felt messed to me. And I wondered if I was just like, hey, don't buy water balls for the office. It's just for upstairs. So I don't want to see water balls down there anymore. Just for the office. Leave it at that. And if she's got anything to bring it up to me. You yeah. Know? And then, okay, if the explanation serves you, here you go. Or am I creating a mess with where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he doesn't care what anyone else wants. He's just going to tell me what to do. Because the second thing, like I said, I'm picking two small things because they're pretty simple. There's not a lot of complexity to mm-hmm. them. But I think it, it's like, yeah, we can do the work to, um, you know, if you're listening to this, do the work in whether it's small or complex in your life, how you project it out. And the second thing was I came in last night about 7 o'clock to do some more work and there was dirty dishes in the sink, which absolutely doesn't align for me. And I've got this whole story over here on my side of like, okay, this is my company, I'm CEO, and it doesn't align for me that I've got employees that leave dirty dishes. That shows me they don't handle things when they need to be handled. They leave things undone. It's messy. It's not convenient for other people. There's a whole list of why that wouldn't work for me. Like I said, not the end of the world. And I've thought about this like, okay, I want to go have this conversation with an office manager. And it's like, how do I? So that's what's been on my mind is approaching this. Do I approach it? And no explanation. Just l- listen. We talk about nine dishes at the end of the day. And there was a bunch of dirty dishes in the sink. Don't let it happen again. And kind of like you said, don't care how it gets done. But if I come here at 6 o'clock, there better not be freaking dishes in the thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, leave it there. Or... Do I get, go into the whole, hey, listen, we need to have a conversation. I want to talk to you about the dishes and this, that, and the other and everything else. Anyway, yeah, and I'll, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Like, I've been kind of caught in that of not mm-hmm. not sure how to be in the work and handle those conversations and not sure where I want to just explain away and it's by human because it wants everyone to like it or where it's actually or if it's me trying to take into account or doing the thinking I'm taking into account that other person over there and making sure they feel heard and everything. Yeah. My question would be like, why do you feel you need the explanation? Like I'm not, and, and that I, I want that question to come across of is like, what is the reason for the desire to have the explanation? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Is it is it is it a desire for you to you know make sure that they feel like you're still a certain kind of person, or is it so that they just strictly understand, like, your like, why you want it done? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Is it is it for clarity purposes, or is that just your human wanting to make sure that they still accept you? Yeah. Like, I don't know the answer to that. I'm just... And and I'll be honest, my senses, and I guess this could kind of be the topic, or not the topic, but, like, maybe something to have people in question about, and there might be people listening that are like, what the hell are they talking about? Um, yeah. Well, if you listen to some old ones, you'll get a sense enough of what we're talking about. My sense is, I mean, we've talked a lot about how tricky and committed the human is. Yeah. And my sense has been is that the human has 
just found another way to work its way into my life of my need to be liked. Um, and that that's the main thing that I always see popped up as a need to be liked. And it's now tricked it and tried to disguise it as something powerful when really it is nothing more to be liked. Because I would imagine I could just be very direct because I don't ever want to hear explanations. It does no good. It doesn't matter. Um, and I would imagine there's a way to not give explanations, be direct and clear, and also leave the space for if the other person believes it will serve them, that they know they can request why, what, you know, the explanation of it. Yeah. All I know is my human loves explanations and lots of them. Mm-hmm. Long and lengthy ones. Yep. I, and we trade them like currency. Oh, yeah. My, my, I mean, my, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how else to put that. And I will say, like, I have experienced people powerful that don't explain away what they did. And I've, de- yeah, I've definitely experienced people that even if, even if they're having to honor an agreement by making a new agreement, like, hey, I'm late. What can we do? This wasn't my intention. What can I do to clean this up? That lands for me so much more powerful than I'm late. Um, X, Y, and Z is why. Now can we clean it up? Like, what does it matter? Like just today, I was late. Yeah, and it was, hey, I'm five minutes late. Cool. Like what different... My human's screaming at me at this very moment to give you an explanation. Yeah. Like my brain is screaming, but like, when you really look at it, who cares? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't doesn't what, serve it. The excuse might be the exact same next time I'm late, or it may be something completely different. Doesn't matter, and it is so hard to wrap your head around that concept. And well, I, at least for me, yeah. I'll speak for myself. Well, and something that may be going on there, or that I've experienced a little bit in my life, is like it's just an attempt to. Um, rationalize and, and like it's so funny how even like fake well really just lie stories will run through my head if I ever like need to change anything yeah or like yeah it's like all these lies will start going through my head oh I can tell them this and this and it's like what the is going on why <laughs> so why true. so true so I don't know I guess to wrap it up be vigilant of that yeah like there's no value in the explanation and as tough as it can be, at least in my experience and sounds like in yours, bite your tongue, don't share the experience, get in practice with it, and uh, I think you'll see a difference in your life because I'm, I'm going to work on it now because that helped me get some clarity around this stuff. I will as well. And I just want to say, if Garrett, by saying there's no value in the explanation, makes you want to give an explanation of why you either agree or disagree with that, <laughs> look into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so true. Love it, guys. Appreciate you listening. Peace.